Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. I'm Tanya Ormsby, and our topic today is relationships without tentacles. That's a kind of funny topic, isn't it? So uh, we all want to be in relationships, and we all want to be in happy relationships where we're supported and we feel loved, and that we and we feel cherished and cared for. But sometimes relationships can be a bit challenging, and I think they're designed to be challenging. And I think we can only be challenged by people that we really love. And so uh, this world of relationships really leads to huge growth and change, but it also can lead to the highest highs and the lowest lows. And I think the people that can really, you know, get under our skin and challenge us the most. So I wanted to do some exploring about these relationships today. I think in relationships we we learn to open our heart and we learn to trust and we learn to uh, rely on other people and we learn to um, defend other people, understand other people. We learn to uh, think outside the square about ourselves and uh, I guess we learn to have balance between ourselves and others in our families and now in our personal relationships and even in our work relationships, learning to have the right balance is very important. And so we want to be able to keep that balance so that we can have um, a happy relationship and a healthy relationship and so that we can also make the most of our, of our time here on earth and make the most fun out of our time here on earth. Um, working on a day-to-day basis with a lot of um, women it comes up for so much, so many women that they are not having fun, that they're not doing enough to make life enjoyable for themselves. So it's important, I think, to be able to take the time out and have have this balance again. I wouldn't say I had the balance thing altogether at all myself. I've been working on things, and a lot has been coming out for me about balance and about learning to have this right. Yeah, the right balance between things in, in life, you know, having fun, getting your work done, being on purpose, also having rest and relaxation. So all those things, um, you know, are hard to keep the, the bike wheel balanced. So if you think about your life being, um, like a bike wheel and there's all the segments in the bike wheel, isn't it? And, you know, if you divide each part up, uh, you can say, well, you know, this is, my personal time, this is my relationship time, this is my spiritual time, this is my service time, this is my exercise time, this is my rest time, this is my family time. And, you know, you can divide the whole wheel up into the aspects of your life that you want to develop, you know, creativity time, learning time, um, appreciating nature time, all, all those things are important for us to have as part of our balance in life. And so being able to be in a relationship and still keep the balance is quite a juggling act, I find. And I think if most people are honest, they would say that too. And uh, some people's partners are automatically supportive and other people's partners have to learn to be supportive because they've not you know, been able to um, automatically be like that. And of course, it will depend on the family that you grew up with and the relationships that you saw as you were growing up. Uh, some relationships are very trying. Um, so some some families are very supportive and encouragement, encouraging, um, but other families are very controlling. 
So there was a book called, um, I think it's Because because They're Worth It, Barbara Colarusso, I think it was written by. And she described uh, three different types of families. She said there's the brick wall family. And in that family, um, you're not allowed to make any decisions because you might make the right one. You know, if you get your hair coloured purple like that, you know, grandma will have a shock and she'll have a heart attack and die. It'll be your fault. And so it's like everything is controlled and, you know, you have to do things in a certain way. And this, of course, isn't very helpful in learning how to make decisions and in learning how to make good decisions. So then the next type of family she described was the jellyfish family. And in the jellyfish family, there were no rules. You could do whatever you wanted. You know, it didn't matter what time you went to bed or if you ate well or whatever, you know. And this is often a person that grew up with, um, you know, too many rules and was very restricted. So they thought they'd go the other way and have a jellyfish family. But the trouble with the jellyfish family is they go and find a gang or someone to tell them what to do. And then the last type of family she described was the the backbone family. Now, the backbone family is a family where, um, you know, if it's not harmful to your health and it's not going to endanger anyone and it's not, you know, going to cause damage to you or anyone else, well, then you can make that decision. And so this type of family encourages you to learn to make decisions and, you know, in a safe haven. So, for example, if a little child wants to wear their bikini in the snow, they'll only do it once for a few minutes and they'll soon learn that that's too cold and that doesn't work. And so we want to prevent children often from having that experience, but it's better that they learn that experience um, in, a, in a way that they will remember, but, you know, still safely. And, uh, you know, these, this way of parenting of, can help us to be able to learn to make decisions. And so it depends, of course, what, um, what family we grew up in, whether we're used to making decisions or whether decisions are hard. And um, personally, I find decisions hard. Um, I worry about, oh, you know, could I have done it better? Is that the right way? Um, you know, what about if I get it wrong? You know, all that sort of stuff can go through my head. So learning to trust and learning to see that it's okay to make mistakes for me and for other people has been a hard journey for me. And I can tend to be critical. So it's like learning to be able to allow people to be who they are and to make wrong decisions and to be able to um, get the, the blessing and the learning that comes from a decision that's wrong um, is, is a wonderful thing to be able to do because uh, it's how we learn life. We um, Everyone makes mistakes and they we learn from those mistakes. So if we get so hung up on a mistake being bad, then we don't allow ourselves to learn from the mistake. So in talking about relationships then too, um, often we get scared to speak up and say something because, you know, what if we, um, you know, say the wrong thing and we upset the person? Well, we it will happen. We all will upset someone at some stage, say the wrong thing or be offensive or... Uh, not say something and, and the person doesn't know. So it's like learning that, yes, we will make mistakes and that we can be forgiving. And, and in fact, that's a, a very powerful thing, to be able to forgive 
other people's mistakes. And, and I think even more powerful is to be able to forgive our own mistakes. And often, you know, we're our own critic, worst critic. We, last week we spoke about Susan Jeffers in that book, uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and she talked about the chatterbox. And, um, you know, the chatterbox is that negative voice in your head that we hear all the time. So um, when I had a session yesterday, we were talking about um, the critic, the critic in me, and what, what did the critic say to me? And, uh, you know, she said, come on, critic, you, you talk to me. What You know, you've got all... You've got you've got me here listening. I'm ready to you know write down what you've got to say. And so we went through all the the things that we were um, possibly could be critical of, and you know came my weight, and I'm a health practitioner, and you know I should be the perfect example. And then you know my sister, who's trimmer, and um, you know really works on her fitness and her health. You know, she looks better than me and then there was, um, you know, you don't run the business very well and it was all these, you know, list of rubbish that um, we went through that my critic would say to me. And so as we listed all those things, um, you know, she said, you know, and, and we went back to my childhood and she said, all right, you know, what would you tell yourself now? And uh, so what came up for me was, um, don't worry, it'll be okay, it's it will pass, you know, you'll get through it. And so I, she um, got me to kind of go through each thing, you know, all right, so what does the critic say about this? Oh, it says this and this and this. And then so then I would then talk to the critic and say, well, you know, this will pass and it's okay and we'll get through it. And, you know, sometimes I would reparent myself too and talk about, you know, how it's okay that it's like that. And I think the more accepting that we can be of how things are, the more they can be to our good, even the tough things that they teach us strength and they teach us endurance and they teach us uh, tenacity and they teach us resilience. And these are things that we really want to teach our children. So I guess we it's important that we are able to always Embrace the difficult thing and um, not that we like it, but embrace it because we know um, that it will lead to greater joy and greater growth. And, you know, we can look back on um, difficult times and we can uh, see the growth that happens through it. So uh, for me, one of the difficult times was uh, when I was about probably about I don't know, 27, 28, something like that. My father had a, he went body surfing and hit his head on the bottom and it caused this slow bleed to his brain. And, um, you know, over time he would be talking to you and he couldn't remember what he was saying and then, uh, you know, his hands started being funny and all these strange things happened and so, you know, we encouraged him to get medical help but he was a bit resistant. So in the end he went. And they said, oh, you know, if you'd waited any more longer, you would have died. And they operated on him that to drill holes in his head. And, uh, you know, after that, he felt a lot better and he even looked a lot better. And then they said, oh, you know, there's still some more blood there and, you know, we have to reoperate. And so whatever happened when they had to reoperate, whether they triggered something or there was already something waiting there to happen, it was like he had a, a stroke and he started to have all these epileptic fits. And so... We had to go in and run his business. All the information was in his head and he couldn't talk. 
And so we put a lot of our own money and, you know, a lot of the financial difficulties that we went through began at that point. And so, you know, for me it came up that it's like um, that's how I feel about things that I have to attack, that, you know, it's going to be bigger than I can do, it may not be successful. And so a lot of fear comes in and a lot of doubt about myself. And so often it is with all of us that when we are triggered by something or a situation, it's actually the things from our past that are speaking to us and and we are kind of caught in the past and we're allowing the past to control how we see a certain situation. And um, I don't have a magic wand away for that one, but I would suggest that you um, buddy up with someone and have someone that does energy work and learn it yourself so that you can help um, to uh, find, you know, where is the the lynch point that you've made this wrong decision from and that you've lived your life according to that wrong decision since then. And so it's like going through your past and your family history sometimes to see where we're stuck in, in these decisions that we make. And so sometimes when we're in that situation where we're really operating from a past person, and sometimes, like in that case, I was probably 27, 28, some of the things I'm operating for came from when I was four, uh, that I wouldn't be heard or that I wouldn't be listened to or, you know, that you know people are too busy fighting or having their own problems to hear me. And so then we learn from that to be quiet and not to be to make problems and to suck it up which is a bad thing to do because no one will change their behavior if we don't say anything, you know. Uh, if we say, well, you know, when you do that, I don't like it, or if we do I really like it, the person knows what, what you like and what you don't like. And then we know whether they respect us or not because if they respect us, they will at least not do whatever it is that we've said is offensive to us while we're around. And if they still do it, then we know that they... um want to be offensive and they're they're doing it on purpose and that's a different approach altogether that we need to take. So having said that, um, we can also um, listen to others when they tell us that things that we do are offensive and, you know, try and work on something that will um, help us to be able to talk about and work through whatever it is that we're stuck on. And I think this is a great approach to life to be able to, um, you know, see what it is that we don't like and uh, discuss it. Because if not, that's a tentacle, isn't it? We're allowing someone to control us and we're allowing this tentacle to go around our neck and not allow us to speak. And then also, if we don't feel comfortable and safe, then it's hard to be intimate in a relationship because we don't feel that we can relax and be who we are. We feel like we always have to put on a mask and we have to pretend to be this person that the other person wants us to be. And often we've got it wrong anyway. So these things are like tentacles when we don't speak up, when we um, allow people to abuse us, when we do too much for other people and we don't let them to own their problems. These are all tentacles and, you know, sometimes we give the tentacles and sometimes we allow the tentacles to come around ourselves. So this balance of um, give and take in a relationship is really important so that, that the relationship is tentacle-free. Right. So uh, another another thing I um, was looking up, this ability to be able to see past what's happening to us at a particular time is very important and um, to be able to work through anything and have the courage to work through anything is important as well. 
So I was looking at some essential oils that could help in um, these in, in our relationships. Some of the oils that I tested were um, bergamot, or oil of self self acceptance, um, cardamom, the oil of objectivity, clove, the oil of boundaries, cypress, the oil of motion and flow. So you know, when things are stuck and we can't get moving, then cypress is good. Um, ginger, the oil of empowerment. Lemon, the oil of focus. Marjoram, the oil of connection. Oregano, the spirit, uh, the oil of humility and non-attachment. Spearmint, the oil of refreshment. Um, Anti-aging blend is the oil of spiritual insight. And we all need that insight. You know, often we get stuck in our problems and we can't see past them. So if we have that spiritual insight, it helps us to be inspired to attack things differently and to listen to the divine inspiration that we can receive. Uh, focus blend is also the oil of focus, as is lemon. And monthly blend is the oil of vulnerability. And we kind of need to be a bit vulnerable in relationships. Yes, it's risky. And yes, sometimes you do get hurt. But if you don't be vulnerable, then you don't have that joy of really expressing who you are and, and you know, getting on a deeper level with somebody. So I wanted to clear some energy about this. So let's just do some affirmations here and see what we can clear. So I'll start with I allow myself healthy relationships, which doesn't hold. Uh, I no longer use tentacles. I no longer accept tentacles. And these are all weak. So it's like when I use my muscles to test, if something doesn't hold true for the whole group that will listen now and have and, um, and may listen in the future, it's like um, energy is not restricted by time or space. So we can test things that will happen in the future. Sorry, we'll test things that can clear for people in the future. I cannot predict the future. I can't predict the lotto numbers and nothing like that can we do. It's only to help us to get through what's important at this particular time. All right, now this accepting tentacles is a generational component too. Uh, dad's, dad's dad and his dad. And so there's some stuck emotions in the genes. Uh, the feeling of being confused. Now, sometimes it doesn't make sense how, you know, things that happened in the past can affect us. But we, we know sometimes, you know, when a particular situation happens in, when it happens, it's almost, it's almost like a ground zero in some way. Terrible things can happen in the family and, you know, everything changes from that point. And so, I think the same happens in the genes. You know, if you can go back in the family history, you know, some difficult thing will have happened. You know, it could be a, a war or, um, you know, some starvation or, um, you know, the crops failed or, you know, someone died or was murdered or, you know, some terrible thing can have happened in the family tree. And, you know, the generations to come are affected by that particular circumstance. And so the feelings can be carried through the genes and so then we can feel those feelings as well. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to us why we feel so upset about something. And in some cases it's what's happened in the past to us personally or sometimes it's what's happened to our genes in the past and so it's important to clear those things. And there's also some stuff here from Dad's mum, uh, the anxious feeling. And sometimes this anxious feeling can be um, to do with, you know, wanting to keep the other person happy, you know, not wanting to upset them. 
you know, and if there's mental illness in a family, you know, or even ADD and ADHD, we, we often tread gently around our family members because we know that they can be easily upset. Um, but I think the anxious feeling that we have is felt by the others around us and they can sense that we're upset. And so it's almost like they smell our fear and they react to that. So learning to be able to be calm, even though it is difficult, and learning to be able to ground ourselves and to, you know, work calmly through the problem, even though it is tricky and awful and we'd rather not have the problem, is a great skill that we all, you know, need to work towards. And so um, cypress oil here probably would be helpful. And um, I might just use an affirmation to help here with the... Um, this, you know, get, getting moving through our problems. Uh, so I'm just using a book here. It's called The Oil, Essential Oil Affirmations. And this is by my friend Kim Redmond Futrell. She has a great gift with words. So even though I speak with an air of authority, there is a subtle undercurrent that runs through me and wells in sympathy to sorrow and loss. So, and that's kind of an important thing in times of difficulty, in times where there's problems, in times where there's strife that someone does need to have authority and speak and take control of the situation, but in a way that is sympathetic and will help the people around them to, to get through the difficulty without being damaged. All right, I cast my aside my worries and let go of controlling others and outcomes. I let go of my fear and continue to grow. And I think for most people, and myself included, the thing that that stops me most um, reaching out in my relationship and even in my personal life is this fear of rejection or, um, uh, you know, fear of making a mistake or fear of getting it wrong. And this is, it's important to feel the fear because we know we're in the right direction sometimes. But if we never address the fear and we never overcome the fear, we won't grow. And we need these things to overcome and grow from. That's why we're here in life. And often our relationships serve greatly to lead us to great personal growth and, and this ability to lead and this ability to work together with other people begins often with our relationships. All right, so now we're going into the chakras. Uh, chakra six, which is about, um, you know, our intuition and following what we feel is the right thing to do. And sometimes other people would think what we're doing is not logical and it's not practical. And uh, we, we we tend to listen to what other people say. And um, we we're influenced by them and we're fear to do what we want to do because we're worried about... Uh, we're worried about what other people will think and say about us. But, you know, sometimes people say things because they're scared and they don't want us to be hurt because it's their fear. Whereas we really need to face the fear and to have a go. And, um, you know, in our relationship, if someone, you know, if our partner or a business partner or a family member wants to have a go at something and we're worried about them, we can express that worry, but we can also say, look, I'm here to support you and, you know, I trust you that you're making a decision if you feel you need to do this and I'll stand by you. And, yeah, we might be biting on that fingernails at the side, but if we can do that and help that person to feel that they're supported, we're, um, we're also then supporting ourselves because as we see we give that person support and they get through it, we feel that we can do it too. All right, so then we might use another oil here. 
All right, so the anti-aging blend is the oil of spiritual insight. So subtle energies flow from me and through me. And I think that means we're, that we're, um, you know, able to receive inspiration and that we act on it and that we can, you know, use that inspiration to help others. You know, sometimes we're prompted to say something to our partner and sometimes that's just the right thing that we need to hear at that time and, you know, to feel that support and to feel that they care about us and to feel that they are in tune with our purpose is a wonderful feeling to feel. You know, somebody's got your back pretty much. All right, now all that comes up next that I want to talk about is clove oil. And this is about the oil of boundaries. And we've spoken a lot about boundaries. You know, boundaries are what prevent us from getting sick. Boundaries are what help us to say, you know, no at the right time. And the funniest thing I've ever heard was um, stress is when your head says no and your mouth says yes. And I think all of us can relate to that because there's sometimes that we feel in our gut that we should say no, but we don't want to be mean to the person and we don't want to let them down. So we say yes when we should say no. And then we put our boundaries down. That's when we get sick and we, people come in and trash our castle. So it's, um, you know, it's a matter of, um, you know, being strong in what you feel is right for you because that will enable the other person to know what they need to do themselves and to not use you. And sometimes people don't grow and um, stand on their own two feet because they're too busy using you. So an affirmation here that goes with the clothes is, um, I say no with grace and courtesy. And it's important to be able to say no. I establish new clearer patterns of behaviour. People are uncomfortable abusing me or trespassing on my good nature. Uh, I create balanced energy exchanges with others. And, you know, sometimes we're always giving, but we, it needs to be balanced. Sometimes we give and sometimes we receive. I know exactly how much I can share in any given moment. And I think this is important. You know, sometimes we don't have the energy to do something. You know, it might be that we don't have the energy to cook dinner tonight or we don't have the energy to uh, do the washing or whatever it is that we have to do at that particular time. And so it's important to say, I can't, you know, and someone else will have to help. But the more we push ourselves past our limit, and I'm a great one for doing that, the more that we disable ourselves and we weaken our boundaries. And so then we allow in, you know, bugs, viruses, parasites, fungal infections, bacteria, and also parasitic energies and parasitic people. So it's important to have these good boundaries healthy boundaries that help other people to have good boundaries too. All right, so a little bit more generational stuff here. Uh, Dad's dad again. Uh, And the feeling that comes up here that's stuck in the genes is a feeling of betrayal. All right, and then also comes up a structural problem for somebody in their right foot. And that's also got a dad's dad component to it. All right, and the feeling of being quarrelsome. And I know when I'm in a bad mood and I might be entertaining some negative energy that I will be quarrelsome. I'll pick a fight with everything. I'll, you know, criticise, I'll poke, prod, you know, be mean, go for the jugular. And I think, you know, sometimes this is how our families dealt with things when they didn't want to deal with They, You know, they'd fight or they'd argue or sometimes we dig our heels and we just refuse to address the issue. And, you know, these things that we inherit from our family are... And not just, you know, thorns in our sides, it's, it's things uh, for us to overcome and to learn to be able to deal with in a better way. Now, the first chakra comes up here. 
which is our base and knowing where we're belonging. All right, now a little bit more generational stuff from mum and mum's mum. Um, feeling of being worthless. So, you know, when we don't feel good about ourselves, we don't make good decisions and we allow people to trample over us. Uh, so, you know, feeling love and respect for yourself is, is paramount. And the more we love and respect ourselves, the more that's reflected back from our partners. So if our partner's not treating us very nicely, we really are getting a kick in the shins to say you're not treating yourself very nicely and you're not loving yourself and you're not having respect for yourself. All right, a bit more gene stuff from Dad. Okay, now something in the mind to clear. Okay, so I'm just looking up some affirmations. So um, I teach a course called Energy Work, so I'll just show you. And I teach normal people to do just very basic muscle testing. And we use a lot of affirmations. And affirmations are good to see where, where, we, where we stand, you know, where the, the holes are. And then we can clear energy around those holes to help us to be able to make these, these holes our strengths. All right, so my mind easily grasps new concepts and applies them. And, you know, this is an important thing because when we've lived in families, you know, that do things a certain way, particularly abusive families or, you know, volatile families or even some families that, that say nothing and fuck everything up, we've learnt ways to deal with things and often it's not a healthy way to deal with it. So, like, being having our mind open to be able to see new ways of doing things is really important. Reading books, talking to people, um, you know, listening to telly summits or, you know, hearing talks or, you know, listening to music that inspires helps open our mind and our spirit to, to this greater learning and new ways of doing things within our relationships. My mind is able to tune into my heart. My mind listens to my body and is able to decode its messages easily. <laughs> so someone's saying they have trouble with their, um, with doing the Skype, so they're going to wait for the periscope. So uh, it's um, interesting to see that our mind is important in helping our relationships. All right, a little bit more generational stuff comes in here from Dad. Um, a feeling of being cranky. Okay, and something with Dad's dad. Uh, a feeling of being naive. And you know, sometimes we um, we uh, we have to learn, and we are a bit naive in the way we think and do things. Uh, my husband's a salesman. He he shared with me one time that he used to um, use what they call the alternative pose. So an idea had no idea. He would say, "Oh, you know, would you like to see this movie or this movie?" And oh, okay, this one. But he would put two movies forward that he would like to see. So I was choosing between the two movies that he wanted to see. And um, not that it was a vicious or a nasty thing, but it was a funny thing because I had no idea, and I was just happily choosing between his two movies. And so. You know, sometimes we are a bit naive and, and not seeing what's really happening or what's behind. So it's important to us. I, I was talking about this being wise as serpents, harmless as doves. So we understand everything. We know the good and the bad, but we don't use it as a weapon against people. We're harmless. All right. So I think that's pretty much the, the end of the radio show today. So I hope that helps you to have uh, tentacle-free relationships and that you feel um, loved and supported in your relationship and you allow your partner to be, to be who they want to be and you allow yourself to be who you want to be. All right, so on that note, I'd like to wish you a wonderful day. Have a, um, a great time, you know, and be able to uh, be who you're supposed to be. And see you later. 
Have a good day.